Welcome to another episode of Untethering Consciousness, where I am introducing Eric Westfall, such an amazing person to be sharing this episode with, a comedian, videographer, event organizer, and self-growth enthusiast. You can check out his YouTube channel with his partner, Samantha Mesman, at Sunshine Soma. My name is Alia Roberts. And I'm excited to share this time with you. Enjoy. Hello. Hi, Eric. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Nice. How is Colorado treating you? Colorado is actually really wonderful. I am so loving living here. That is for sure. Oh, I wake up and I'm driving and I'm like, yep, this is where I'm supposed to be. (laughs) Weren't you, uh, you were living in Alaska before you moved to Colorado? Yeah, I lived in Alaska for seven months before. Oh my God. And I honestly, when I packed, when I left Alaska, I didn't know I was going to live next. So I literally just was following my heart. I went to Arizona and went for an interview and with COVID it fell apart. It it fell through anyways. Oh my God. On my journey, I, I met somebody and I, I mean, within six hours, he invited me to move in with him in Denver. And I was like, okay, thank you. Thank you. Let me see if this interview (laughs) in Arizona, because that was my goal is Arizona. And A week later, sure enough, it was like, hey, is that still is that still a thing? And now we're dating. <laughs> That's incredible. Oh, my gosh. I had no idea that you were going through all that. Yeah. Seven months. Uh, we've been together for seven months now. And uh, we just moved into a duplex. So we went from a studio to a two-bedroom. Nice. That is a, <laughs> that is a huge upgrade. Especially when you just met someone and you just move right in. <laughs> Well, I mean, I had the same experience knowing Samantha. Well, in terms of, uh, you know, we knew each other for three months. Samantha's my girlfriend. And you know her, obviously. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, we knew each other for three months. And then she was going on the Pacific Crest Trail. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to follow her anyways. And we went together. And then when we came back, we had been uh, hiking for a month together. So we were like, you know what? We could just move in together now. Like, we've got all the bases covered. Like, But uh, <laughs> I know. I think within the month we're like, okay, uh, we need we need some space. So <laughs> yeah, but we're living back together again. We are. It just took a, a few months of me just knowing that I can clean my own room before I clean our room. You know? <laughs> yeah. Oh man, it is a lot of different learning curves that you find when you when you first of all you meet someone and you're dynamic, but then when you live together, the dynamic can be different and our relationships are always shifting and changing and in my relationship my partner is at work all the time that that's kind of his passion but also his coping is is through work and so that actually allows us the space and when he comes home I know I learn (laughs) it's all learning I learn when to give him space and when it's time to just embrace and enjoy our company together so Nice. Is that, uh, would you say that's intuitive or is that something that you've had to learn like practice? 
definitely practice because Samoa is different than any partner I've ever had, which means I'm hmm. growing. It means I'm growing and I'm healing and I'm, I'm not necessarily attracting patterns that weren't good for me. Or let's say I, I healed and learned through those lessons with the partners I was in the, with in the past. And so now I'm yeah. having a different relationship budding with my new partner. So yeah, I, I would say that it's a little bit of both. I'm, you know, I definitely have my slip ups and, uh, but luckily communication is like the number one thing. And I, exactly. yeah, it all comes down to communicating and practice as a man. Like, do you have to practice that as well? Oh, communicating. Absolutely. Um, I've only lived with one other partner and we were horrible at communicating. I can say that much. <laughs> oh man. It came down to uh, just like a uh, lack of like emotional intelligence on my behalf. Like even knowing how to like talk about my feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, but then with uh, Samantha, so this is like years later, I, I was a lot more eager to talk about like my feelings with her. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just felt like it clears so much more out of the way now. I just, that's just something, if, if I could give something back to my younger self, it'd just be like, if you feel weird, just talk about it. Don't keep it to yourself. Don't, don't act out about it. Like just say how you feel, even if it sounds stupid. That, that is one thing that has absolutely changed my life. I absolutely love, I love, love, love that. I love that because a lot of times that that's the big hurdle that we continue to look at is that, that piece of, oh, you know, oh, I just wanted to like give you your space and not talk about it. But later it's like, no, I, I really would have liked to just talk about it in the moment so we could clear it up and I wouldn't have to ponder and, and imagine what it is that you're going through because that's all an illusion and I, that's I, won't true. Know. I won't know until until the other person opens up so and that's like a that, that has to be you know that's a scary thing that's just a, that's a very weird unknown place to be like you have no control or anything I do understand that some people do need space well you know a little while to collect their thoughts but when coming back to the conversation if they choose not to have it that's where I, you know, I see an issue with there's, there at least needs to be like some exchange of energy. Like you have to know, you have to know somehow like what might've been going on in their brain. And that's, that's beautiful that you brought that up because that's another part for me that I practice. I'm, I'm very quick into the point and perhaps it's because my emotional intelligence is something I've worked on for many years. And so that's beautiful that you bring that up because other people that kind of process quicker it's really important to know that not everybody does. And I've had to learn that time and time again. And it's still something I look at with, within myself, not push, pushing somebody. So I really yes. like that you, you bring that up because it's really important because some people do take some time to filter through everything. Yeah. I th- uh, my sister, my sister brought attention to something to me and it was meant to be a joke because, you know, like, I know the type of person I am. I always want to find a solution. So if someone tell, if someone starts ranting to me or they just start confiding in me some issue that they're having, I want to be like, oh, well, if this person's acting this way, stop talking to them. If uh, this person's being mean, you know, like just you know, tell them how you feel. But some people don't want to hear that. Some people want you to console them. They want you to say, oh, that sucks. Like, I feel bad for you. And that's just, it's very, very odd to me. And that's something I've had to learn and luckily, my sister 
has kind of been straight up about it. She's like, you need to just be more empathetic sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's silly. Well, and and it comes down to, uh, honestly, everybody's going to show up a little bit different. There's no right or wrong. And yes, be empathetic and, and kind of realize other people and where they're at. And that's the intuitive part. And what I'm fascinated, what's coming up for me in this moment right now is this fact that that men or the masculine energy type or those who carry it, it doesn't matter gender, but whoever is carrying, yeah. identify as masculine. Really, it's interesting because I find even within myself, masculine energy, because we're a balance of both. I really find that that this energy is is learning a new holistic way of understanding what protection is and understanding what groundedness means and how to interact with this feminine intuitive knowing. I feel this is something that has been lost or buried or concealed. And it's something that's coming to the surface now to realize that emotions are actually very powerful and the masculine energy has not necessarily been allowed to fully dive into it and realize and claim the power that lies there from a place of balance. And oh, it's beautiful. Okay. I think that's something coming on the horizon. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying in terms of um, like men feel like they, they have to be masculine or to some people like choose to be masculine, but it really is a balance. It absolutely is because regardless of who you are, you have a balance of masculinity and femininity in you. And it's how you, exp- I know like any man can tell you unless, you know, their dad's super open growing up, everything masculine is reinforced. Everything feminine is uh, suppressed. That's what you're, that's what you're taught to do. And like, that's common knowledge, which is sad is like, that is our culture, but are we getting better at it collectively? I think so. And I think you're onto something. And even just having this conversation, you are opening and, and discussing the emotions, the empathy of another and and communication see these things as balance between masculine and feminine the delivering aspect the action the idea of protection but not from a sense of there's something to protect you from but just a sense of you are safe here this is a safe place to be it's kind of like a warm house a warm welcome versus yeah. like a warrior with a shield and saying <laughs> stay out of my heart <laughs> like you can't be here type of thing. and that kind of kind of you can see a little bit of of the difference between those and you can see even myself I can see myself carrying both of those dynamics at certain times that is awesome no I, I like the, the analogy too about the warrior because you might be scaring other people away but you're also scaring the people you protect that's kind of how I feel, but uh, that's <laughs> yeah. really interesting. I, I think Samantha mentioned she, you guys are talking about Brene Brown a little bit. Yeah. And she, uh, Brene Brown, uh, what she had on Netflix was talking all about vulnerability. And I thought that was very eye-opening for me. I feel like it very much ties into the masculine and feminine uh, balance, but just being willing to be vulnerable with your feelings, which isn't an easy thing to do because like once you give someone up, your emotions like they have the power to do whatever they want with it you know you have you have a right to react you have a right to react whatever way you want but you give someone the way you're feeling you know if you're completely out of control 
and no human being is comfortable being out of control. And for me personally, part of that comes to, to just like upbringing with like family and everything and just the way they reacted to my emotional states. And so as you get older, it's like, I kind of expect everyone to act that way. And then when someone's actually nice, it's like, oh, wow, no, people are not all, you know, they're not all jerks. They actually know how to talk about feelings. Uh, they know the right thing to say. And I think that's intriguing. That's amazing. I really, I really, first of all, feel inspired to go back and watch that, that episode again from Brene Brown. Yeah. That's really inspiring. And the second question I'd like to ask you, well, my first question <laughs> is, what was your takeaway from watching it? Like what really struck, struck you while watching it? At one point, so she does, you know, I, I'm under the impression she's a doctor um, and she goes into like the science of shame and vulnerability and all that sort of thing. Incredible. I like, you know, that's the sort of thing that I like. I really like that knowledge. But what I took away um, most was that she told a story at one point about her and her husband and they went swimming and, you know, she was feeling insecure, et cetera. And then they started fighting about it. But then they kind of stopped themselves in that moment of fighting and then, you know, she just was straight up about it. She was like, I feel insecure and this is what I'm thinking. He told her how he, how he was feeling and why he was acting very weird. And it just kind of, it nipped it in the bud. You know, it was just like a level of communication. Like I've never heard amongst people, but it just sounded like the most logical, loving way to talk to another human being. And I just don't know why it just goes, it goes over my head. It goes over a lot of people's heads. But then the moment you start communicating that way it like it drastically changes your relationships i honestly i mean i have so many things come up to my mind as you're talking yes i can so i can see why it hasn't happened in the past because we have memories we have which is stored in the cellular dna of our bodies like what happens is um, we have a memory from a childhood when we spoke out or we said something we felt or believed or thought, and then we were reprimanded for it or yes. talked down to. So then we associated somewhere in our mind and our body that information stored so that it could protect us. Again, that warrior holding the shield. So then there became this wall type of energy, I guess, not literal, but, but like in your mind's eye, you can imagine that there's this yeah. sense of I need to protect myself. Otherwise I will be ridiculed, shamed or any other feelings. And these are all experiences that we have. And I'm not labeling, labeling them good or bad or enjoyable mm. or not. Um, they're just simply neutral to me at this moment. Okay. Looking back because that's what helps me heal is I look at them neutrally. But in the moment, I'm not feeling that way. I'm very charged and I have impressed upon that memory and I've judged it. I've made in a conclusion about it and I've decided that this is the way it is. I have a belief system now. And then what happens is unconsciously, I begin to act a certain way whenever those, whenever those triggers come up. Let's say the, a moment for me to share my opinion comes up. Well, then what might happen is I will repress or I won't tell anyone. And then the situation boils over and there becomes a big either fight or a miscommunication or upset within myself and I don't share it, whatever way it, want to it wants to manifest. And yeah. I, mm -hmm. 
really, and when I come at this more neutrally, I can go back and observe it. And I can now communicate like Brene Brown did in that moment, in that scene that they were swimming that mm-hmm. were talking about. And, and so what I want to bring to the table and the conversation we're having is, first of all, the, the release of the shame on ourselves for man, like, oh, why didn't I know better or anything like that? Or why haven't I been doing this sooner? And I'm not saying that you're bringing, you're bringing that up, but what I'm saying is through my journey, I have said that. And that's something I want to share to my younger self is to my younger self. I want to say it's okay that everything happened to bring you to this point now so that we can be aware and we can continue to grow from this point forward. And I'm going to still have moments where I feel charged or I have made a belief or an opinion about something. And in any moment I can decide to choose to be neutral about it. That is amazing. Yeah, uh, uh, taking that that stance of, so you're you're not labeling the that experience as either good or bad. Is that what, so? You're ta- you're you're pulling all labels away from it. Is that what you're you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Nice. That isn't that is super. Uh, I like that. I think that is incredible. I like that a lot, um, especially like reflecting on just relation previous relationships that I've had, and it's like they didn't go the way I wanted to. But the thing is. The only way I know how to operate better now is because I failed and I felt bad because of it. And then I had to pick myself up by the bootstrap sort of thing, you know, but really at the end of the day, it was learning to show myself self-compassion, even though maybe my self-esteem was a little low because of those situations and just being like, Hey, you're going to do better next time. You're going to have better conversations. And that's what helps more instead of beating yourself up over it. I love that. I really do. And there's this sense of of self-compassion that I hear from what you just said and also within what I just said too. I I feel this sense of compassion for self. And honestly, I feel like that journey happens. We can communicate more deeply with another when we are able to see ourselves deeper and we can love ourselves more. And you hear it all the time. And really, it's it's a journey more than it is a destination to get to. Okay, yeah, I like that. I've, I've heard something. Uh, it probably it's probably along the same lines of like excellence isn't the result of something, but it's like a habit you do every day. So like self compassion isn't the goal, but it's you know it's the habit of being self compassionate. Oh, I love that. Yeah, because because I because I know like I bet, I mean I can be honest. Like there's still days that I'm not very self compassionate towards myself or. Definitely. Yeah, that or like I'm enabling myself. And so I feel bad during the day. And what I choose to do, I'm like, Oh, well, I don't feel too good. So I need to do a me day. And I just need to lay down and watch Netflix for Mm -hmm. like three to four hours. But you know, like, that's not going to make me feel better. You know, I feel coddled. I feel taken care of because I'm, you know, (laughs) taking care of myself. But what have made me feel way better would have just been like, go for a walk or something and then like get out of the house. And maybe I don't want to do it. But I heard something amazing once that was like, whether or not you want to do it, will it be worth it in the end? Ooh. Uh, that one hit me hard. I like that one. I really enjoy that one too. That's one thing I love that we're bringing up and discussing because you can hear someone who is like highly intelligent, someone to look up to, Brene Brown, other people that are amazing, Oprah, all these other people that are really inspiring. 
And Mm -hmm. sometimes this idea of putting other people on pedestals has happened in my life. And it puts this distance between my ability to actually become that. And what I love that the conversation we're having is we all are connected to something, whatever's beating our heart. It's very intelligent. It is beautiful. We all have had moments that are very divine, whether there are many or there are few. We've all had experiences of just beauty and enlightenment. I love that we're bringing to the conversation is the fact that even when we have those moments, we can still have the other moments as well of wanting to hide under a blanket and just be cuddled all day long. <laughs> and, and the thing is, is that that's kind of 3D, three-dimensional and, and that's beautiful. Like we came here to experience that too. Like we are humans. What I like to see it, my belief is that I am a spirit energetic body being that is infinite, all-knowing, and yet that experience of me wanted to have an experience. And so I'd be just like a raindrop came out of the sky, but it's connected to everything. I came here with a limited view of what reality truly is so that I can experience, feel, and eventually transcend and integrate all of those experiences that I've had and remember and return to the thing I've been the whole time, which was that infinite energy. Oh my God. I, lo- I like the, I feel like that is really, really insightful. And I feel like you taught that to Samantha because Samantha was telling me about the contract we signed before we come down. And essentially a lot of the things that we go through, we wanted to go through. So that way we could, we can learn and see the world differently. And I feel like that speaks volumes because the way you're talking about it is you, you want, you want a limited perspective reality. And so you can grow it differently or more uniquely, or what is the, there's not, it sounds incredible. It sounds very insightful. Yeah. And that's it. You know, no one else has to believe that this is my feeling through my experience and other people have that feeling as well, or can resonate with it or add to it. But yeah, that, that really, that view really supports me. And, and it feels really good because you're absolutely right. Yes. Um, getting out, going for a walk is the best thing for me. But in a moment, I may really want to relish in that movie and that blanket. And, and that's okay, too. Yes. But so, so really, it's, it's that releasing of the contraction of saying this over this, because instead, then I can start to trust myself and know, all right, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna move through this. And I'm gonna allow it to unfold in my own process. And I'm going to trust myself that getting out and going for a walk and really doing these deeply nurturing, nourishing things will really start to become more of my predominant focus. And I'm going to allow it to happen in a way that I am being it instead of doing it. And so, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and, and that's a shift of, I think into the balance of masculine feminine, because I'm getting stuff done, but I'm not forcing myself like I did in the past. Yeah. And- yeah. No, I, I completely see that. I, Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, something uh, I like in the same vein, I'm going to be very quick about this in the same vein. Um, my sister again, sending me these memes that are unnecessarily insightful. Uh, it was like, 
something ridiculous and probably, you know, uh, facetious in a way, but it was like the getting over depression starter pack. And it was like calling your mother, uh, you know, calling your mother, uh, working out, eating healthy, going to bed on time, you know, this and that. But the way you're speaking about it, you know, because like we, we had those conversations and she's like, I've been doing all of these things, but I still don't feel right. And now the way you're talking about it, it's like, it's not just about doing them, but being them. Like you have to do them because that's who you have become or who you are becoming. I'm not like, how do you reach that point where you're being instead of doing, I guess I'm asking. Yeah. So the first thing is a lot of doing is from a resistant. I don't want to be here. So I have to do this. Oh, okay. Resistance is actually creating more challenge because it's actually a judgment on what is. Yes. No, you're right. Exactly. A lot of the things I do is because of shame, but I do the right things because of shame, right? So that's, so shame's a positive. (laughs) (laughs) So what my viewpoint is, or what I'm offering you, my own insight is that instead of judging and forcing and, and moving away from and repelling, sometimes I lean into, you know what, I am going to just watch this movie. I'm going to just cuddle in the bed and I'm just going to trust that this is where I want to be. and I'm going to fully be in it versus zoning out. A lot of times the behaviors that we are trying to move away from, we label as bad or lazy. A lot of times we might be doing the action, like eating, eating, but we're eating to them out and we're not really there enjoying the food. We're not really there enjoying the movie, enjoying the way that the blanket feels on the body. And so my insight was I leaned into it. I leaned into that movie. And then that movie that I felt guided to watch actually had powerful, profound ahas that I had after watching it. It was exactly the messages that I needed to hear. When I showed up and felt the blanket on my body, I got to become aware of the fact that I can generate this feeling and I don't necessarily need this action to, to do that. Wow. From that place, I'm actually enjoying whatever it is that I want to do because I want to and there's nothing like, why can't I enjoy the life that I'm here to enjoy? Because someone told me I didn't. Well, I'm going to take my power back and I'm going to decide that I'm going to do what I need to do right now from my heart, not from my head, but from my heart. Oh my gosh, stop it. All right, you're <laughs> you're breaking down my masculine walls that I have had up and have been reinforcing my, my beliefs. So okay. I like that a lot. That is that is incredible. Like it is important, you know, to uh take, you know, it's important to like do the quote unquote the right things for your health, but it it all is it also it is also really good to like you're saying just trust yourself and be in the moment because yeah, I mean, when you're, when you're laying there in that moment, you have the choice to either be in your head worried or trying to be numb and distracted or enjoying the feel of the blanket, enjoying the movie, taking the, taking the message or just, you know, enjoy that. It's a silly movie. Like who cares? Yeah. yeah. You are. Yeah. You're, you're hit some nails on the head here. Jeez. <laughs> I, it's, it sounds like you have uh you were talking about enlightenment and insight and that sort of thing. And 
what I've heard based on what Samantha has told me um, about you and then also listening to, I think, your first podcast. Sounds like you've reached a lot of points in your life where you trust your insight in a way and you, I, I heard that you went on um, like the silent retreat. Uh, Vipassana, yes. The 10 days. That is what I was, what was that like? What is that experience even like? Because that's, that just, honestly, that makes me scared to think about. Yeah. I, so basically that's, that's where I had, I, I think it was like December, 2018. I left Washington and I, I moved away and the, I went straight into a 10 day sit into the new year. I was up in Alberta, Canada. There, you were basically in this old boarding school. So it was all interconnected. Honestly, it felt like I was the most provided for and nurtured. And I've never, ever felt that able to really just drop in and not have to worry about bills or about other people's health or how they're doing or anything else. I got to just simply take care of me for the first time in my entire life. And being in silence actually was really good for me because I noticed before the meditation retreat, I would talk. I would just talk empty, empty words just to be able to like expel this excess of energy in me that I really had no, nothing. And I still catch myself doing it sometimes where I talk about nonsense, but I, (laughs) yeah. And, and I would, but I would do it at the expense of someone else's time and energy. Okay. Okay. So taking those 10 to bit, uh, those 10 days to be silent. And then also I heard you're not like, you got, you can't make eye contact. That was another thing. Yep. You can't make eye contact because that's also a form of communication because you're, yeah. you're, you're communicating with, you're not in your own state, your emotional, whatever's coming up for you, you're leaving it and distracting yourself by making eye contact with someone else. And you are running away in essence to what's going on for you. So I have done the sit for, um, so I ended up staying after the 10 days and I volunteered for three months, basically off and on. I did, I'd sat for 10 and I'd volunteer for 10. So within Whoa. three months I had sat for 30 days and I volunteered. Oh my like gosh. Whatever the math ends up, but yeah. So it was a lot of meditating. And after the, the first sit at the end of it, I, so there were things that, you know, there were things that came up that were hard. I felt physical pains in my body, but when you sit through them long enough, there was like a moment where it was towards the end. And I literally had a moment where I felt like I, I felt like the pain that, that Jesus might've felt like, I literally felt like holding my body up was so painful like as if I was being held on a cross and I couldn't move because that's that was the resistance in my mind the mind saying you have to sit still because you're working your way your way up to sitting still for an entire hour without moving that's the goal towards the end of the 10 days oh wow and the more the longer you the more times you go as a student the that's more your aim is to sit in stillness because what happens is a sensation will come up and you track that sensation 
you are basically sweeping through the body through to see all the sensations and being with it, but then you'll leave it to come back to the top of the head, back to the bottoms of the toes, and you, you'll come back to that sensation. And each time you make a pass through your body, you notice that it changes. So then once you decide what you, what you understand is this pain is simply a sensation. It is not who we are. It is not something that we are, have become. It's, it hasn't dis disabled us in any way. If we, unless we allow it to, then it more than certainly can. Oh my, Alia, that is like one of the greatest things I've heard. If I wanted to, yeah, it's something I would want to like write down and put on my wall. Oh my God, you are not. Yeah, you, like just because you feel that pain, that is not who who you are. No, that's just a sensation that changes. And yeah, and I need. Like, yeah, honestly, I needed that. Wow. If you're with it long enough, you will start to see that it is not actually, it is not actually a part of you. It is just simply moving. But then you get deep enough, and then you're like, well, who am I even? We are constantly changing. We are constantly a flow of energy that is always dynamically shifting and shaping. And so at the end of the day, I'm a completely different person than you met me in the morning when you said good morning to me. That's what I tell my partner. I am a completely different person. Gosh, that, that is so awesome. And that's, that's so funny because I feel all, those, uh, all that pain, like those pains that I've experienced, I feel like they shaped who I am. But if I really look back, so like there's certain pains that I don't remember anymore, but at the time I remember like fretting about them. And mm -hmm. so now it's even to this day where it's like, I know I feel that sensation inside and I worry about it, but in a week I won't even remember why I felt odd in the first place. I won't remember why I felt that discomfort, that anxiety, that uh, depressive state or something. Yeah. And I love that you bring that up because you're absolutely right. I I am at a point in my life, I was not always like this. I, I used to judge my past and I still have moments where I, I catch that and I bring it in and I stop, I choose to put the finger down and stop blaming. Uh, it's very subtle, but now I'm in a place where I'm very grateful for the past that brought me to this point today. And because those experience, they are sensations, they're experiences and they're they're shifting us. They're creating more compassion. They can create more anger, but also anger is not a bad thing either. It's just simply how are we going to allow that heat because anger is simply heat. So how can that heat come into the body and motivate us in a way that is nurturing and loving? Yes. Okay. Yes. I feel, oh my gosh, you have, you have a, you are very, very wise. How old are you? Are you the same age as Samantha? <laughs> I'm 29 years old at the moment. <laughs> oh, okay. I guess how many lifetimes have you lived? Because I think that might explain it more. <laughs> oh, yeah. The hundreds of thousands that are currently happening all right now. <laughs> no. I'm sure. I'm sure. Like you, you and Samantha both, you guys just have this insane wisdom inside of you that just, uh, I know that we had experiences where we've met like psychics at the bar of all places, but this woman like looks Samantha dead in the eyes and she's just like, you've lived thousands of lifetimes. And then she looks at me and she's like, yeah, you live like a hundred. So. <laughs> a good number. I thought this isn't my first or second oh, one. Jeez, lady. Goodness. Yeah. 2020. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
that is very very insightful um and like growing up i know that i i felt a lot more a lot more anger at one point and it it took some time to recover from and understand it the one thing that i want to develop personally is like more of a sense of spirituality like i'm open-minded to it but there's nothing that has quite resonated with me per se samantha i feel like she's you know teaching me um in many many ways and like both like verbally and non-verbally just the way she she, you know the way she holds herself the way she values herself the way she treats others like she can be very very altruistic which is something that i admire and i feel like that comes from a sense of her spirituality and I feel like I'm in tune with many of my other chakras, but that is the one that I want to to reinforce more because I feel like it will tie into my values. It'll help my values resonate and also just help me be more open-minded and connected about the world and just connected to the people around me. Jeez. Yeah, that's super powerful. And I just want to reflect back to you that you simply saying that I'll have you change the word or I'll invite you is a better way to say, I invite you to change the word want to I'm allowing or I'm experiencing or I'm discovering because then that actually is communicating to the universe energetically versus the want, which is saying lack or continuing to give more of what there is not already right now and when you say i allow then what happens is the universe says okay right now what we are given is what we are telling the universe so if we are saying i want this you we're telling the universe hey i'm lacking this right now so the universe says oh you're lacking it okay i'll just continue to allow you to lack it then because that's what you're looking <laughs> for okay i've never i've never looked at it like that before but yeah you're right i want to i want to allow it yes i'm allowing it because not only that but like i'm rewriting i'm rewriting my story that i keep telling myself my story is that i don't have that but Mm. i could rewrite it too like i'm just i'm i'm learning i'm I'm learning i'm already practicing in my own little ways i just i love yeah i have to i have to acknowledge that i feel like it's amazing. And the power of even being here and having this conversation is pro. So I, I really am applauding you for that because you're listening to me and I'm still have moments where just because I sound very enlightened or I have a lot of insight right now in this moment, please do not ever let that fool anyone because we all have moments like this. We all have moments where we're really divinely connected. And I'm going to say and be honest that before I got on this call, I was really nervous because I'm like, what are we going to talk about? And then what I decided to do in that moment is I said, in my mind, I said, allow whatever needs to be spoken through this conversation for myself, for Eric, for anyone who may listen to this, may whatever needs to be spoken, be spoken Okay. Do you, I can feel, I can feel my heart opening. I can feel our conversation is very fluid because I set that intention and it was super simple to just get out of my own way. Listen to my fear, listen to the voice that said, Oh, I can't, or uh, whatever it had to say. I listened and I felt it. And then I decided I hear you like you would a little kid. Hey, I hear you. You're scared right now. I hear you. And I also would like to show you that there's this whole other world that we don't know of yet. I'm going to start welcoming that into this experience as well, while you can still be scared over here. 
Oh my God. I'm so glad that, yeah. I mean, I'm so glad you felt that way as well. And I'm glad that that's how you went about it. Cause I know hey, you were nervous. I was nervous too. You know, I, I literally, I, I got up this morning and I wrote like three pages of stuff that I could say. <laughs> it was so it was so ridiculous no but i also really love that drive to whatever for whatever reason that felt good for you because that ability to to write to journal that that's getting the left and the right hemispheres of the brain to work together and sometimes that really helps us get into this intuitive state especially when it's not fluid or especially if we're working with our intuition and it, that is something I did a long time ago. My journey kind of first started, it started a long time ago. I had a lot of things happen, but really what honed in the skills was I started to work with a shaman practicing as a nurse. I was taking care of chronically ill children in their homes. Oh my gosh. Um, trach tubes, dialysis ports, implanted ports, like very like one-on-one level ICU critical in the hospital and I was taking care of them in the home. And so I took a step back. I started working as an independent contractor for a shaman taking care of her son. And the weekend I would come in and on my day off, I would receive counseling from her. And what we would do is we would work with animal animal medicine. And what I would do is I would work with the animal medicine cards and I would pull cards or she would also help me pull a spread. And then I would go home, I would read about what it meant, but then I had to go in and interpret it for myself. I had to read between the lines. What does this information mean to me in my life right now? And how do I apply it to what's going on? And I wanna say, it was the hardest thing to do. And I did that for months because I literally had to learn to think for myself. Yes. And as a oh nurse, God. I thought I thought for myself. I had no idea that I was just simply going with the flow and taking what everyone else told me to believe. So you were like you were challenging you were challenging your beliefs in a way, and that has to be just an incredibly hard thing to do. And it sounds like you're also coming to that point as well. I feel that the the journey of spirituality it's something that a lot of us have just been told from young, um, Christianity was handed to me. I was just told to take it and then run with it. And instead what I'm here, like really my viewpoint of spirituality is seriously coming in and feeling what you feel, questioning, writing down, like you did, even just, even though that's a conversation between us, it's still a practice of spirituality because you're going into your psyche. You're going into your experience. You're writing things down and you're really starting to make up your own mind about how you're going to speak to it. Yes. Yeah. And you're right too, because even like when I was writing earlier today, I didn't even go the way I imagined it while writing. I thought I was going to sit down and write like potential conversation questions, but I just wrote out an essay and I kind of let it free flow the way that it wanted to go. And I just ended up writing about my dad for like two pages. And at the end, I came to like a conclusion that I honestly had never come to before. And it just felt like there's a lot of solace. In it. I'm just, I'm very happy that you and I had this phone call today because it made me sit down and and write this thing today. And then I came to this conclusion that I would never have otherwise. And I felt like a, uh, a chapter closed just this morning uh, before all of this. So yeah, no, I, I just thank you. I love that. I love hearing that because 
what that shows is that the answers are within you. And even with the work that I do with my, with my clients, it's the same thing. The answers are inside of us and we are our own medicine. We are our own healers. Even if we do honor and go to a doctor or a therapist, that's beautiful. Or, you know, clients that come to me, we're beautiful tools. We're beautiful guidance. We're guides that are here and we all have a torch of information. It's a piece of the puzzle is how I always like to say it. And the thing is, is that sometimes I'm still polishing off and, and discovering new answers of my puzzle piece. And then I put it into the hole and other people come in and we start making a beautiful painting, a beautiful tapestry that without my yeah. piece, without my information dusted off, we would not have a whole picture. It would still be a foggy picture. That is amazing. Yes. And I like uh, your perspective of the answers are within us. And I feel like the older I get, the more I am understanding that, you know, because uh, we do live in that. We live in the age of information well, there's information at our fingertips. But is it applicable to my specific circumstance? No. And I can only be the one to speak to that. Mm-hmm. And just the, the experiences that you shared, it just sounds like you've been on this journey for man, I, I can't even imagine how long. And I don't know, like, when did you realize that? When did you realize more so that those answers were inside of yourself? Alia? I honestly am still learning that I'm still because I can speak to things all day long. When we're in this enlightened space, we're connected to our infinite knowledge, infinite knowing, but there's still moments where we come back down into our lower chakras, our our three-dimensional reality, and then we'll forget, right? I mean, that's part of our journey as being this human experience. I am a spiritual being having a human experience who wanted a 3D reality. My body is not solid. Quantum physics tells us that. We have atoms and molecules vibrating at their light frequency vibrating in a certain light wave <laughs> yeah oh yeah all the way down to string theory and then the string should be resonating with string strings in the 10th dimension and like doesn't that imply like some kind of mass universal like consciousness i don't know like, i love it so basically like what ha- like my my spirit my energy is coming into this 3d dimension and and i'm having the all these experiences i can have an enlightened experience i and then i can go into these darker or deeper or denser whatever we want to call it and what will happen is then i'll have to have i'll have to have that conversation again right so i have to remind myself sometimes in those darker denser moments when i'm just experiencing everything and at that moment, I'll forget that I have the answers inside of me. And that's part of the journey. It's part of the cycle because then I'm going to wake up and remember, oh yeah, the answer's inside of me. And then I can go in and journal or I can allow myself to receive the answer because we have questions. And if we allow ourselves to receive the answer, we will be, it will receive, it will be received through our experiences that we have. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Um, oh my gosh. Exactly. And what you're saying in terms of like the, the chakras and I like you're going down and experiencing and forgetting the, 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 like the, the above ones, forgetting the fact that you are connected to the ether and everything. I mm-hmm. have been forgetting that as of late. And I keep questioning why I'm in these, like uh, in these like weird mindsets or weird moods. 
And, you know, I like, I come out of them, of course, but regardless, it's like, I don't realize that I'm in those lower chakras and that it's okay to be there and that I, I can connect again with like the higher source. I love that. And I just completely, I just don't like, thank you because like you are, <laughs> this has been the best conversation I've had in weeks. So thank you very much. <laughs> and what, what I noticed today, I love that you had something come up with your father because that's exactly what happened to me this morning. I am wow. on a planet, I'm on a cleanse. It's called the rise and shine and it's a lot of herbs and psyllium husk bentonite clays and you alternate through the day and through the weeks you slowly wean off of food into just liquids on the fourth week. And I'm on this almost the end of the second week. And so I'm having a lot of um, gastric stuff, uh, bloating. And I've always had this, I've always had something with my small intestines and, and it's never, I've never really been able to go there. And I'm actually with the cleanse able to feel safe to, it, it feels like a, like a rose is blossoming. I'm not judging the bloatedness. I'm, I'm allowing it to be as long as it needs. I'm, I'm giving myself permission to process in whatever way it looks like. And I'm being patient. These are all new words for me to experience because I, I can speak okay. to them, but I'm, ex- I'm embodying them. That's different. And so I went to a, the massage therapist today. She learned how to massage the abdomen and oh, she was thrilled. Okay. She was thrilled that I wanted to have my abdomen massaged and I come to find out she actually does shamanic work as well. And I told her, I was like, well, I, I also do very much shamanic practices as well. I wouldn't label myself a shaman, but I definitely go into those states. She told me today when she was working on my abdomen and she said, there's stuff coming up to be purged but it's not, it doesn't want, it's not for me to clear. It's for you to clear. And it wants you to identify what's going on there so that you can release it. And what I, what I know, and from earlier this week, I know that's in relationship to my father who I love dearly, but there's some healing going on between us as well. And so I'm also really glad that I'm having this conversation with you because you're inspiring me to get back on that pen and paper and just start streaming is what we call it. Streaming. streaming. Which is, okay. Streaming. You're allowing your unconscious mind to just go through your hand, which is the left and the right hemisphere of the brain. Again, you're shutting down the right, which is very analytical. Is it the right? I'm messing up the sides of the brain. Anyways, one side is analytical and the left is creative or something along those lines. Uh, Yes. And yes, thank you. That is it. Yeah. So you're, you're allowing the, you're allowing the analytical mind to kind of slow down to quiet, soften, and you're allowing that creative mind to open up. And that's where your unconsciousness is, your, your unconscious beliefs, patterns, what's going on, your inner child anything all these different word labels and you're allowing what's really being felt in the body to come out and so you inspire you're inspiring me to to do that what are the chances of you and i you know this like we've related it on this level like the, the fact that it was both our fathers which i found incredible and then not only that but your massage therapist also practicing like shamanic like what are the like that is (laughs) it's like it's like times like that where it's like the universe is at work in some mysterious way that i don't understand because you know if you would ask me two years ago 
I would have told you that the universe is a bunch of random happenstances and we are human beings and we impose meaning on the universe and we impose meaning on this chaos. But in reality, that's a very pessimistic way of looking at things. And the moment you start um, opening up to the universe, uh, asking the universe for things like you're saying, like not saying, I don't have this, but I'm allowing this into your life. The universe provides in incredible ways. And this is something I'm barely realizing. And it's serendipitous moments like today that are like slowly reinforcing that belief and challenging, challenging my old beliefs of being a pessimistic little shit. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to, I'm going to maybe say something that might be interesting for you. A viewpoint that I have is that way of looking at things is also true. That yes. pessimistic view is also very true. We do very much impose our beliefs upon the experiences we're having. And we, what I like to call them, our labels, word labels. We put meaning on experiences. And so we actually, we are the creators of that pessimistic reality because the universe is giving us whatever is we're open to receiving. And if we are very pessimistic and believe very um, narrow tunneled, then we will receive that and it becomes reality. And so some people are really living that and they say, see, I told you. And I I say, you're absolutely right because you are creating that. Oh my God. That that makes so much more sense too, (laughs) because that was the mindset. I was creating these random chaotic events and what happened, but literally random chaotic events would happen in my life. And I'm like, well, I just got to get through this, uh, just got to get through this, you know, this storm, you know, I got to dance in the rain or whatever again, because, you know, the universe is chaos, but there is this tranquility now, there is this calmness. And I think you're right about just the changing your mindset is going to change your reality. I don't know, man. Okay. And I have a lot more to, to write about and think about after this call. <laughs> I love that. And, and to really we get to believe what we want to believe like i i can never tell someone that they're right or wrong to believe that the, the way they do and if they are seeing things really negatively then they they are allowed to to do that as long as it's not hurting someone else intentionally then go on and do that man but, but it is so hard when you see someone um, not like not physically, but in general, so you see someone hurting themselves by the way that they are thinking down on themselves. They don't believe that they can, you know, like they, they have that pessimistic point of view. Uh, I have a good friend that um, he's done like great things, but you know, he doesn't look at that. He just looks at like the negative and he's just like, but he's taking his time. You know, uh, Sam told me he's a, he's a kapha, I guess. And so, you know, he's a lot more relaxed and stuff and a lot more <laughs> calm, but I'm always like, dude, like you can, you know, you can be going to school right now. You can be doing this. You can be doing that. Like, you know, step up your game, but that's, that's not where he's at, I guess. And it's hard to accept when someone isn't doing the best thing for themselves, I guess. Uh, but you can't change. You, you can't have that control over people you love. I'm not sure. 
So there's so many things in what you just said. That's amazing. I'm so glad. And that was so wise for you to speak about all this. So first of all, kapha is, uh, is one of the doshas in Ayurvedic medicine and it's very earth element. So it's very, it can be heavy. It can be earthy. Uh, so I just want to bring up what kapha means. And, okay. um, and I, I totally, and I say that for anyone who doesn't know what that is. I know that you understand what kapha means. (laughs) And so what I like to bring up is the fact that I understand what you're saying completely. And I have, and I'll, I'll actually bring up how I feel about my father about all this. So he's one of those people that are very pessimistic. And what I have come to realize in this conversation in this moment right now is that he has chosen that life and I can't decide if that's good or bad. That's my judgment he might have a happier fun life if he saw the way the world the way I do. But the thing is, is he never will. No one will see the world the way that I do. And if I choose to unconditionally love him the way that he is, even in his very pessimistic, harsh reality, then there will be this sense of love for himself that maybe right now he can't give that to himself, but it can become the seed that plants something that, wow, like I can be loved, even if I'm going to be in this horrible, miserable, miserable mood all the time, I can still be loved even through this. And so perhaps whatever journey that they're going through, because I don't understand their journey, whatever journey they're going through, perhaps I can do the best by loving them where they're at and just plant seeds or drop seeds and, and not need them to be any way different than they actually are. And that's absolutely hard because you love that person and you want to see the best for them. But the best thing for them in, in this moment I'm noticing is I can love my father for the way that he is and not need him to control him or have him be any way different for me to love him. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you're right. There's no point in criticizing somebody if you love them unconditionally they're going they're going to inevitably love themselves more because despite them acting the way they do they're like they don't have to feel bad about it they don't have to feel criticized or judged and i feel like those are things that hold people back when the people around them criticize or judge them you're reinforcing like some really good ideas today because i'm going to go see this friend later actually so we're gonna (laughs) we're gonna have a grand old time I love that. And and this is the point back circling back, which I love to do. Uh, this is synchronistic moments. Synchronistic really means we're listening to our intuition and we're really honoring our soul's calling. We are really moving in the direction that's best for us. And the thing is, it's okay when we lose sight of synchronistic moments, these things that oh yeah, that happened. And then that happened. And what are the chances of that? Those are kind of like light bulbs saying you're on the right path. You're on the right path. You're on the right path. Yeah. And then you go for a long time without anything like that. And you're kind of just aimlessly wondering, but the thing is, is you're gathering information. Even if you're not on a synchronistic path in a few months from now, you might be gathering information to help you get back onto that synchronistic guided path again. And so it's just allowing, allowing, allowing that, you know, I'm not always going to be on the path, but I'm going to gain a lot of really cool information, embodiment. I'm going to be experiencing things and I'm going to allow myself. And do you hear my, do you hear my languaging? I'm allowing myself to return to that path. That's my highest, best good when I'm ready. And when I'm fully prepared, because what I'm receiving in my life right now 
it may be really hard. And that's because I'm ready for it. I was synchronistic all this time. And then what feels like falling off, I didn't fall off. It's just, I was now built up and I had the reserves to go into this deep, dark wound that needed to be healed from the inside out. And so it felt like I fell off, but really, no, I went in to a wound to heal it from the inside out. And I lost track of the path, but really I was on it the whole time. And then I'm going to build my reserves up again. And then I'm going to find a new one, a new place to love myself. And I'm going to feel like I'm off the path again. And then from there, from the inside out, I'm healing. Um, Alia, I can, I can feel, I can literally feel your energy. I can feel your strength and your self-compassion and your vulnerability right now. And just like you, the, the way that you, just the way you're projecting and the, the words that you're using and everything, like you're, you're coming across you're very powerful right now and is very honest. And this is exactly what I need to hear. Wow. Now just building up those moments, those moments where you do feel great, where you feel strong, where you feel, you know, in tune with the universe. And then you are ready for those, those hardships because they're going to bring you back to old wounds that maybe aren't healed yet. And you, you need to allow, you know, you need to allow yourself to sit with those feelings for a reason. I'm saying this for myself. I'm just resonating big time with this. This is definitely getting, my mind is uh, reprogramming right now. I feel like, (laughs) And and that's what's really cool is we don't have to go through these long, grueling programs. All we have to do is is bask. We we just open up. We just allow, and that information reprograms us for us. And it's just our willingness, our ability to receive it, or not, or not, exactly. And at the end of the day, and, there's no, yeah, there's no there's no need for for criticism it's really just being in that moment whatever that moment is oh my gosh and and this all is very very feminine very esoteric very but at the same time it's this is the wisdom that's coming through and birthing through our consciousness right now it's it's coming through the earth and the universe and and it's information that's within us that's just been hidden or dusted and And so now is the time and masculine action will come from this place. It's really the, it's like masculine is a direction, but you need the guidance and that's the feminine. So when we allow in this esoteric, this intrinsic, this intuitive flow, whatever this is flowing, I'm allowing it to just become really fruitious, uh, juicy, like fruit. I'm thinking of like fruit. That's very much the feminine aspect coming through me right now. And the masculine will take action from there, from my beingness. And so you asked me earlier, like, how is it that you're being like, how do you go from doing to being? And that's deciding, that's deciding to allow the downtime to allow the be like the being is allowing whatever you want to be doing right now, do it fully. And, and let me think on this a little bit better because I'm speaking through volumes in my energy mm-hmm. and I'm trying to think of how to speak it in my words. Okay. We have learned action. We have learned masculinity. I mean, that is really what our society is based on doing. 
allowing ourselves to release the shame, everything we talked about in this conversation so far, all these ahas that have come through, all of this becomes the the soil in our in our being. It all becomes the ability to welcome in a safeness. I, I'm speaking so figurative, like figuratively, because it is very feminine. There's not a lot of solidity to femininity. It, it's very fluid. It's very circular. So I'm gonna just honor that. That's how that energy wants to be expressed. Yes. Yes. And I, okay. So you once told me, Alia, uh, while we were sitting at Ozeki's and we were eating sushi or vegan sushi, I don't remember what uh, Sam and I were doing at the time, but (laughs) you told me that being like, life is like being on a boat and you can set your destination, but the the wind is going to do whatever it wants and it's going to take you off in directions that you don't expect. And in this analogy, I almost feel like masculinity Mm -hmm. is the boat and it is the direction that you have set but you don't know what to expect from life around you and so you could end up anywhere and then what happens to your masculinity it's shattered but then femininity almost is almost like the compass reassuring you that you are exactly where you need to be and you will Mm -hmm. continue on the right path as you can but you need that wisdom of the compass to even know that in the first place Thank you so much for just feeling the energy that is flowing through me for really just embarking on the conversation that wanted to unfold for your vulnerability and for just summing up everything I'm feeling in a way that I could not quite express it. And that's why we are the way that we are, because there's always a student and a teacher and a teacher and a student. And yes, I I was a teacher for some of this, but right there, you were a teacher as well. And so that dynamic is fluid and we can shift and change even within seconds. Yeah, We can always show up and, and you really were able to speak to something that, that I was wanting words for, and you so beautifully brought them through. And so it shows me also that it's not all up to me to bring about what needs to manifest. It's about coming together and allowing the other person who's got the skill at that moment and just allowing them to bring it forward. Yeah. Uh, you, yeah, you are right. You have put, you have put things into words this entire time that I could not have. And you even just uh, exposed me to some of your intuition and it just kind of, you know, it, it, it made, uh, it made little things start popping up in my mind. Um, and I think, yeah, I feel like the only thing I can say to you right now is namaste. <laughs> <laughs> namaste. <laughs> I feel like a sunshine is is coming through my stomach and my chest and just shining. <laughs> so much energy inside of myself. And I was feeling, yeah, I was feeling all up in my, my root chakra this morning. This is hilarious. I am on another level right now. <laughs> Oh, that that brings me back to one last thing I wanted to bring up about the chakras is while I was receiving the massage, something else that came up is some of that intense energy, what it was wanting to do, it was wanting to navigate up and through my heart. And, And there was so much 
pressure and I could feel my wall of my heart wanting to shut down because the whatever emotions, because it's all in the sacral root, which is like the abdomen, it's near the belly button area or a little bit below, depending on your anatomy. And yeah. I could feel like that energy was trying to flow in through my heart, like up and underneath it. And again, the wall is trying to shut down because of, I couldn't hear what was going on probably because whatever belief that was, was really intense. And I am separating from it and from the association of it. I just allowed my heart to soften. And I said, and I just would breathe. And I would say, you know what, I'm going to allow this energy to move up and through my heart. And I'm going to allow my heart and my chest to open as much as it needs to. And I could just see this. I could feel this whole symphony happening looking and deciding that maybe this warrior shield is actually trying to protect something that needs to come through me and love me. Yes. Yes. Cause when you set up a wall, nothing can, can come through, but if you set up like a boundary, you can kind of decide what to accept, but then some things can overstep their boundaries, but and then, you know, are you going to build another brick wall again? Or are you just going to express yourself and tell that person and speak right from your throat chakra and just say you've overstepped you know, and that's the hardest thing to do, confrontation, that, but not, not too hard, but still it can be. Yeah, no. And I love that because that is actually a point I wanted to bring up when we talked about that earlier is it's great to love people unconditionally, but people can also cause damage unknowingly. And through their reaction, sometimes I'll, I'll put myself in this scenario sometimes I have reacted and didn't know I was causing others damage or I was taking their energy in a way yes. that you know and and so in a way there's there's that moment in time where it's time to to speak up that's exactly right and I'll, and I'll share an example is when I was learning to work with the throat chakra I had this persona that I lived with that was masculine and much older and would yell at me for no reason. And I didn't understand why this person was yelling. And so I would walk on eggshells around in, in my own home for like six months until finally I was taking some non-violent communication courses. And I decided I'm going to practice and I'm going to, I'm going to speak up about this conversation with this person. And so I made a time, I asked that person, when would be the best time to have a conversation? We sat down and I started the conversation. I just said, I notice I'm sensitive to aggressive energy or aggressive tone or whatever I said. And that person instantly started yelling at me. I didn't, I didn't say it was them. I didn't say that they had, I didn't accuse them of it. I just simply put um, an awareness I noticed about myself and they started yelling and I instantly sat up taller. My roommate's cat came and sat in my lap <laughs> <laughs> And I literally got so firm with my voice and I didn't yell, but I got firm and I said, I love you and care deeply for you. But, and what I came to be is they didn't like how I lived my life. And I, I told them, I was like, this is new for me to actually take care of myself. And this has nothing to do. You do not have to like how I live my life or how I don't. I love myself and I love how I live my life. And this is what's working for me. And I love you and I care deeply for you, but I will not be yelled at for no reason. If you have a problem, I would appreciate you having conversation with me. And that was honestly one of the hardest conversations I think I've ever had because this person really reminded me of my father figure. 
Oh my God. That is so, that is, that is incredibly powerful of you. And that is, there are very, very few people that I have ever met. And that I feel like I have ever met that will be able to say that they've had an experience like that because that just takes, that takes this like a strength inside of yourself and just like a, a worthiness to want to stand up. That's a piece of wisdom I wanted to share is when we're going through something intense and maybe we're numbed out and we're not really feeling the experience and we're just hearing the words and the thoughts or the opposite, like I felt today where I didn't hear any words and all I could do is feel the sensations. Mm -hmm. I think it's really nice for, it was nice for me. I was changing that warrior shield into visualize and help guide that energy up and through the heart because it's purifying the heart is really loving it unconditionally and it's the heart is relearning that it's safe here to feel these feelings and it's okay to be where i am and so if that can help anyone that can help you if that can help me in the future that was really profound and i think something i took away from our conversation today is that for as long as we live, we're going to be constantly relearning that mm-hmm. we're never just going to be eternally enlightened. My like my eyes aren't going to just start shining bright lights, and I'm just going to start be able to speak for the universe. <laughs> Although that'd be amazing, because we are we're humans, and so we're constantly going to keep getting grounded. And we need to be grounded, but we uh, well we keep going to we're going to keep exploring those lower chakras. Wow, yeah, and just hearing that about your heart. It's like the fact your heart was almost reluctant in a way, but then you, you gave into it, you accepted it, you, you, you were allowing it into your life, is, right? Is that, is that, that that's kind of what you were doing there, wasn't it? Yeah. Compassion. It was really important for my work, for that person, because the reason why I let it go on for so long is because I really care about people so deeply. And, and the thing is, I finally had to care about myself enough to st- stand up for myself, but in a way that wasn't belittling that person. Like, there's nothing wrong with that person. Yes, they might yell, they might have anger, and they might direct it at other people, but I'm not accusing them of having a problem. Instead, I'm saying, this is the way you're going to treat me from now on. And if not, then we need to go separate ways or there needs to be a distance between us or something. But this is what I'm worth. And I love you and I care about you. And I'm not making you wrong. I'm just saying we're moving in a different direction. And the fact that you were able to do that in a nonviolent manner, because I don't know how you feel, but sometimes when I'm wronged, I want to go to that. You know, you you want to you want to fight tooth and nail, but the fact that you were able to sit there, you were be you were able to be firm. You were able to be firm, and you were able to get your message across. Which sometimes, when you're in an emotional state, you can't. So that's just incredible. Mm-hmm. It took a lot of meditating, a lot of being with myself, and a lot of of learning, learning to love myself and accept what I'm feeling. Because a lot of times, I didn't accept that. I, you know, I thought it was, I was making it my fault. Yeah. So the, finger pointing, the ping, finger pointing at me, I was like, oh man, well, it must be me. And I didn't realize, wait a minute, what that, I don't know what that person's going through. And usually if they're pointing a finger, they have three pointing back at them. So why don't I, why don't I cut them some slack, but also stand up for myself too. Yes. And that way I'm not making anyone wrong. And I'm also realizing I'm a responsible party in this experience I'm also showing up in some way. I'm allowing something to happen. And it, it just, it brings this 
ability to realize that we both have stuff to work on here. Yes. Oh my gosh. And how long ago would you say that was? That was when I lived in Minnesota back in like 2016, 17, 2017. Oh my gosh. So, I mean, for yeah. s- just to be able to do that, I can only imagine that since that experience too, you've had that experience. And so were you able to like call back on it when you had other situations where you needed to, to speak to someone? Yeah, I love it. You asked that question. Honestly, that that was the biggest hurdle. But then a few months later, I tra- like I left Minnesota, I went to Oregon, then I traveled the world. And then um, I came back to live with my father in Washington. And actually, that's kind of the similar energy, a lot of yelling, a lot of anger, a lot of miscommunication, not being heard, a lot of that energy. And so it actually, I think, helped me a lot to f- face that scenario and to heal a lot with my father there's still stuff there obviously mm-hmm. uh, but there there was this ability of deeper compassion for my father for who he is and just maybe this february i realized how harshly i was judging my dad for the way he was living i was like this is what he knows and i was like i can't believe i've judged him for how he shows up for me or how he shows up in his own life he doesn't know he has other options and opportunities like I do. I'm very blessed that I get to see all these other options and I'm choosing differently. And so it brought this softening, this ability of forgiveness. And I'm still working on that relationship. You know, how do you have a relationship with someone who doesn't really ask you how you're doing or they only hear themselves? And right now it's just loving, loving that. And when there's anger that comes up, when I lived with him, I, I got to be with some of that anger between us. And there were moments where I was like, dad, this, this has nothing to do with you. And I just spoke very neutrally to him. And he, his yelling blew up to a, like an exploding point. And then he's just like, I'm sorry. And, oh, then he oh my gosh. and then he calmed down and he goes, I just wanted something better for you. And I was like, thank you, dad. I love that. But honestly, I, I feel like I am doing better me going through some of these experiences and decisions are choosing differently than what you're experiencing. And and to me, that's healing. And for him to even say, I'm sorry, I just feel like you have to be rubbing off on him and just be somehow he's like, he can't, he's experiencing vulnerability and he was willing to actually say how he felt instead of yell. Yeah. <laughs> that's man. Yeah. I just, uh, Ali, I just love that. You are still, despite everything, and I like, I don't know your full relationship with your father or anything, but you have not thrown away that relationship and you're still willing to try to work through it regardless because yeah, not everyone, not everyone has that opportunities. Not everyone, uh, I guess, uh, my, you know, for example, for myself, I'll just be brief. I threw away my relationship with my father because I felt resentful and now I don't have the opportunity to have a relationship with him because he was old and he passed. So, um, and I don't, I don't hold shame about it or anything because that's just the way, the way like the universe ended up setting up, setting things up for me. But mm-hmm. it just, it reinforced the fact that I can't just throw away relationships that I can always reach out. And like you're saying, just be open-minded to where they're at because they, 
they don't know any better. And they're, it's, it's kind of, it's weird saying that about an adult, but right. in all honesty, sometimes they don't know any better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's so, so profound. And, and that, that, that hits deeply in my heart because I know, I know I can hear any words, what that means to you. And what a gift now that you can see it. I know it sucks sometimes that we experience, we have to lose something in order to, to learn or, or in order to receive something or a blessing or a gift or a knowing. And, but yet the fact that, I mean, you came to that realization that is profound. And now what a gift that can be to reflect that to others, even to me in this moment, to reflect that back to me and how I get to share this energy with you. Even if with every person that can go in and heal that relationship with their father, that gets to be a blessing towards that connection with your father, even though he's passed on, whatever happens to us when we pass on, our energy is not created nor destroyed. And so what profound gift that we can share with one another in that essence yes yes like i'm literally i'm just cheesing smiling right now because i just feel so much gratitude inside and yeah no i can just feel my my heart chakra is on fire right now and just yeah i'm just really glad that this is the direction you're taking because if if you told me otherwise you know i would feel mortified i'd be warning you but no you are you are you're leagues ahead of your time like you were going to be if you choose to, you're going to be the most incredible mother ever. And you are going to be an incredible mentor for so many people throughout your lifetime. I know that for a fact. Thank you so much. Like, yes, Eric, it feels really delightful to hear that because we all experience self-doubt. It's an experience. And so when I hear that, it just reinforces that truth in me that knows that. And for anyone else that hears this, that this gets to be a mirror and a reflection for the gifts and the beauty and the power that's available to all of us in any yes. moment that we open to it. And so what a gift that we get to share that. And so I want to say thank you for being vulnerable, for being heard, for letting your voice be spoken and for others to get to resonate with what you're experiencing, what I'm experiencing, get to hear ahas and just this journey that you get to deepen on with what came up for you in this call too. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm like, I'm with, I'm without words. I'm besides myself right now. This has just been, this has been awesome. This is literally the greatest way to start my day. Like just being able to open up this much and just go through every one of my chakra and just this range of emotions and then just this deep connection with another human being. Like I'm just ready to talk to every single person I run into today. It's so funny. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Well, it is such an honor to, to know you, to hear. I'm so grateful you're in Samantha's life. I'm so grateful I get to, I've gotten to meet you and Again, thank you. Is there anything else that you feel like sharing with with the audience or anything else you feel like expressing? Um, well, thank you. First of all, I'm just glad that I've got to meet you. Of the two conversations we've had, which at now we've had two, no, the first time <laughs> um, was awesome and it was incredibly deep and this time as well. And then I'm going to be honest, Samantha has talked a lot about you <laughs> over the time <laughs> that you guys lived together. 
and just how much she's grown because of it, how much her eyes have opened. And through that, I can see that she is delivering those messages to me. And then also her own unique, you know, messages based off of that. But yeah, just being, just being honest. Yeah. Being honest with myself. So this was, this was incredible. Samantha's book, which you guys have talked about last time, she's already submitted her rough draft. Um, and so now they're going to be editing it. And then we're almost done getting all of the, the, uh, the portraits or pictures commissioned for the book too. And so this is going to be awesome. This is going to be, uh, yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. (laughs) Oh my God. I'm excited too. She just, you know, she just did this basically on a whim out of like all of the, the songs and the poetry she's done. And I've seen her perform and she always performs it incredibly. And then just to have someone reach out and say, Hey, want to make it a book? And then her just throw herself at it immediately. She didn't hesitate or anything. You know, she fact checked them. She made sure that they weren't a scam. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. but yeah, yeah, she jumped in it immediately. And then I, I'm glad I get to be a part of it in the sense that I get to support her. And, you know, like I found someone incredible to do the art. So that way she doesn't even have to worry about that yeah. side of things. I just want to say the relationship you two have is so inspiring. It is so amazing. I love that you both are putting videos up on YouTube. It's Sunshine Soma, S-O-M-A, on YouTube. I love the videos. And and it just, I feel so much joy seeing the success that you two are bringing about. And you're just having fun with it. But your help in her, with her visions and her, that to me is the manifestation of Divine Masculine Feminine working together in a balance that you are, you, you both have a vision and a creativity and you're helping each other achieve it. And I just want to say thank you for being a part of that and for saying yes and choosing that and leaning into it, even when it's not always easy, because it is such a blessing to see what you guys are creating and what's coming up, coming about. It's just truly awe inspiring. You are, yeah, you are absolutely right. You are absolutely right. Thank you. Yeah, you're making me reflect on just some of the some of the things we've created. And I, I just love that those things are going to stand the test of time. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, uh, we're working together. Wow. But we're going to continue to do that for the rest of our lives. So when we own our own foundation, you guys will not hear the end of it. So. Yes. Yay. <laughs> yeah. And remind me of the of her book that is coming out, the name of it. Her book is going to be called All Non-Employees Must Wash Their Hands. Yes. So. Which is coincidental because she came up with that title prior to COVID. But now that COVID happened, it is absolutely fitting. It's so fitting. It's like she is intuitively connected. <laughs> she on, on very, yes, yes, on a grander scale than I could ever imagine. I love it. I love it so much. Well, definitely, I'm super excited to keep in the loop and hear more about the process. That's cool. Within a month that everything is so going so well and the first draft is already put in it's so cool. yes and then all i can say is just keep uh, it sounds like you're using your quarantine wisely and just keep <laughs> doing that that's all i can say jeez yeah amazing well thank you so much eric it has just been such a joy honestly i'm really yes. grateful for this time i'm absolutely grateful thank you alia cool yeah Thank you for this phone call. This was, I did not expect this to go the way that it did, but thank you. (laughs) It's so good. I'm so glad I just opened up. I was like, whatever needs to happen.
<laughs> yeah, no, like, yeah, and, like we're talking about vulnerability and everything. And just the moment, <laughs> the moment you were willing to just go to the next level with talking about your feelings, I was like, all right, I'm going in deep. <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect because, like, that's who I am. So, that, yeah, exactly. Sam said that, like, I think she was telling me, she's like, I think almost every conversation I've had with Alia has just gone to that next level. And I was like, yes, I need that right now. <laughs> I, I love that. You know, what I think truly is that like, so, you know, I have a business, two clients, but I know when I'm like, when I'm ready, I'm going to have a lot of people that I'm going to go that because I don't realize how many people want to go deep. Yes. But that's just like my nature. And so I think people are starting, especially with the quarantine and going within themselves, I think a lot more people are starting to venture into the, those waters. And uh, it's really exciting for me. <laughs> well, and then plus, like we were kind of talking about, you know, you're not really sure how if you express your feelings, how it's going to be met. And oh, then true. I feel like, yeah, when like you talk to certain people about the way you feel, they either brush it off or just kind of like belittle you. But then the fact that like you're, you're just like a, you're very, you're just very open-minded, but then you're also like a yes and kind of person. Like you're never going to shut someone down. Like, you know, unless they're being like violent or something, but no, like you're a very yes and very open-minded person. So. That's true. That's cool to get reflected back. Yeah. I would call that, um, that would be the, Oh, what's that person? That person that, um, goes in when there's conflict. Oh my gosh. I know what you're talking about, but yeah, it's like do, uh, diplomacy. There. Diplomacy. Dipl yes. Yeah. I'm very diplomatic, very diplomatic. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's funny because now you're, it's, uh, yeah, you're being diplomatic with, but within myself. So it's the part, you know, between the part of yourself that's critical and then the part of yourself that's emotional. And like, mm -hmm. you were that, yeah, you're that diplomat that, that sorted it out sort of thing. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah, no. Um, what else do you have going on today? Um, well, I drive Lyft and actually I practice this a lot. Like I practice um, hearing people out. Uh, I get getting to see totally different worlds of people, like some people who are like totally shut down and then other people that are like fully, you know, opening up to their feel like, yeah, just the wide array of experiences plus with back life matter i can bring up conversations and um so that's what i do uh that's where i make most of my most of my income because the whole marketing thing i haven't quite listened to my words do you see how i changed do you see how yes. quickly you see yes, how quickly you can go through your so so i'm grateful to be on this the, i'm still talking to you because i'm catching that so so there's still words that will trip you up. So I am in the process of expanding and opening into being the business owner of this amazing, whatever this gift is, giving this gift to people and receiving money for it. I'm still in that, I'm still in that unfolding phase of that. And I'm just allowing it to come to me versus just driving and, and digging in. Cause when I dig in, I, I do it for the wrong reasons. So I'm really allowing it to come to me. Uh, oh, oh, I like that. So I'm really <laughs> allowing this successful business to come to me, but in a place of I'm ready for it because I haven't really up until now, I haven't felt like I was ready for it. 
intensity. And so I think I need to intensely be with myself and my gift to me. And that's what I've been doing through this quarantine. And so as I, as I'm journeying through this, my successful business is being created in my dream time. Like it's being created and I'm being supported very well, financially fit to do what I'm really good at. And it's, you're getting glimpses of it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what it sounds like too. Because you were you were nursing for like who knows how long, and like you know that's that's what's cool about uh, you and Sam in that regard is you guys have a you guys have that safety net in a way. Yeah, it uh, you, that career safety net where you can truly do whatever the heck you want because you know you put in the work to have that freaking safety net, and even amidst like you, you have two clients that you're working with and so you are honing your skills in your business but outside of that like you're having conversations not only with me but with random people in your lift and so you you know you get the opportunity to talk to all kinds of different people and you're going to end up bringing that to your business and just being a just going to be able to be very very real with people very honest and tell them exactly what your business represents I think I love it. I love it. And I love too, that the fact that um, even if I'm not full fledged in my business, like I'm still doing things like I didn't think of it that way before, but I really do feel like everything I'm doing is guiding me to that. But just like we talked earlier, when you're in the thick of the, the denser chakras, you don't see it necessarily that way, but you're helping me see like, no, actually everything I'm doing is guiding me that way so yeah no, this is a conversation that we were absolutely meant to have yeah because yeah because yeah. uh well like i was saying earlier about like some days you just want to lay in bed and watch something stupid right before you uh you texted me saying you know uh, you're about you're ready for the call i was like laying on the couch watching something stupid on my phone and so <laughs> i was already prepared to really like kind of feel kind of funky today but now i feel completely different now i love it and and it's from a place of like that's okay. Watch stupid shit when you need to, you know, like get, exactly. it, get it out of your system or, you know, like allow it, allow it to flow, but also, you know, like honor the fact of you that has drive and wants to do other things too. But I love it all. Like that's again, the yes. And is if, doesn't it feel more liberating? Like it feels so liberating to be like, yeah, I'm watching a stupid thing and I'm owning it. Yes. And that, that's exactly what it is. It. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's absolutely owning it. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm going to, this is going to resonate with me for the rest of the day. And I'm going to tell Samantha all about this. And she's just going to, she's going to giggle really hard. So. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Awesome. Well, enjoy. Let Samantha know I love her so much. Give her a big hug for me. And I will. Um, yeah, we'll talk again. Okay. Cool. Thank you, Alia. That's so good. <laughs> yeah. Have an awesome day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye.